This video is about fear, fear and creativity. And this is a subject that is very important and I want to discuss it. I'm a little low on energy today. Let me show you something, come here. 4.30 a.m. this morning, guess who was out here putting the top on the Jeep? Probably time to quit tempting Murphy's Law and just leave it up for a while. Sorry, I'm gonna open mail while I'm talking to you. I think that um, fear is something that is kind of elusive because sometimes there are things that we are afraid of creatively and we don't understand that that fear exists. And so for instance, fear is pretty obvious if you have a fear of flying or if you have a fear of dogs or if you have a fear of heights or something like that. And that's a pretty obvious fear. But then other times there's a fear that we repress that we lower down into things because it's not as obvious that it exists. This is very cool. Wow. Okay, dear Ted, thanks for the great channel. I run a photographic club in Auckland, New Zealand and refer the members to your great and inspirational content. Thanks, Greg Vanderries. This was picture taken today in a storm. It's from New Zealand. Thank you, Greg, this is awesome. So yes, two types of fear, the kind of fear that we understand its existence, usually it's fairly common, like a fear of heights or a fear of flying, and then there is the second type of fear that we conveniently push down into our psyche and refuse to acknowledge its existence because with creatives and artists and photographers, filmmakers, whatever that is, that usually involves putting yourself out there. And I think even with some of the best artists that I have met in my life that have had very successful careers, that fear exists for everybody. Because even when you're known for doing work of a certain type and you wanna change that up, let's say, and you wanna do something new and something different that's going to stick out and be very different than the rest of that work, there is a fear in that. What if it's not accepted? What if what if nobody likes it? What if it ruins my career? What I mean, there we put kinds of stakes on that. And that's very unfortunate because then that gets into our psyche and starts leading to self-doubt, uh, creative doubt, uh, all those kinds of things. And so that's it's a really ugly kind of fear. Now, in my life, <laughs> I have learned two things as I have grown older. First of all, I don't know nearly as much as I thought I did. There's always room for learning and improvement of oneself. And the second thing I've learned is that a lot of life is spent undoing things that were done to us in our childhood. And I don't mean in any kind of extreme way, but just the way culture works is that we raise children with this ideal of discipline. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, and I would even actually argue that children need that. Because when you're a kid, you need to understand that you need to have manners, you need to not be wild, you need to not be an asshole when you get older, and there's certain parameters that go around that. They deal with, you know, now is the time to go play, it's recess, now is the time to do your homework and study. No, don't do that, do this. Put your fork on the left, right, fork on the left, knife on the right, I, whichever it was. I obviously didn't learn that. But anyway, um, but that's what we're taught as kids. And the older we get as we become adults, some of those things still sick, stick to our subconscious. And that is where things get difficult because we tend to look back and we go forth with creative work with a set of manners. Whereas creative work really is the avenue where you can ignore all that and express yourself in whatever way you want. 
for the most part, that isn't going to hurt anyone. It might offend somebody, but art is a big thing and it is a expression of oneself. And so that's one of the difficult things that comes along with life is this that we are taught a certain structure when we are young and we spend most of our adult lives trying to figure out how to undo that in the creative world. So it's a very weird thing, but that's the second fear that I'm talking about. And I'll give you an example. Um, I have a friend, his name is James Victory, and Victory is brilliant. He is a graphic designer, and we have been acquaintances for a long period of time, but in the early 2000s, late 90s, I guess, is when I first became aware of his work. He was a big shot designer in New York, 30-year career there, uh, did amazing work. He has this wonderful style that is very conceptual in nature, and aesthetically, it kind of looks like stuff that was drawn on the back of a napkin, but that central idea is always the focus and has this awesome, unique beauty to it. And I've always loved James's work. I've always looked up to him for inspiration as an artist. I heard him speak a few times, got to work with him casually on a few things. And a couple years ago, I realized he had a YouTube channel and that he had moved out of New York and he had moved here to Texas and was not far from me. So I reached out and we started a dialogue back and forth and have talked about the idea of collaborating in some kind of creative capacity, talking about these very things. Um, but but what's interesting is James is a very cool dude. I will put a link to his YouTube channel in the description. I'll link it up at the end of this video. You need to go check him out. He is pretty amazing. He used to do this show called Burning Questions, which has changed over into this thing he does now called Dangerous Ideas. But James is the man. Anyway, I'm going to bring him up, so keep that in mind. And I have a little story for you that I want to tell you. So my niece is seven years old. And I have a nephew and I have a niece, and they are very special because that's the closest thing I have to children. Um, they go home with my sister and she deals with the discipline. But anyway, both are great kids, and my nephew is really good at sports, and in many ways, he is a 180 degree from what I am. I enjoy sports, but I can't play. Um, but he loves that, and he loves lacrosse, and he's into all that stuff. And there is something that I can be vicarious through him with that's, uh, that's really amazing. Now, his sister, who's seven, is the complete opposite. She's more like I am in the sense that she is very creative-minded, but she is way more brilliant than I ever was at that age, way more sophisticated. Like, you'll be playing and goofing around with her, and then she just comes up with these ideas out of nowhere, and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? That's amazing. And so it, there's a, a, a lot of inspiration that I draw even out of my seven-year-old niece. But anyway, my story is this. Last year, she came home from school one day when she was in kindergarten, and she was very upset because one of her friends had called her weird. And this upset her, and for obvious reasons. And it's something that's stuck in my mind, too, because as an adult, heck, that's a compliment to me. If somebody wants to call me weird, I'm going for that, you know. But as a five-year-old, where you're in a different stage of trying to be accepted in your life, it's completely different. And so I was reminded of one of James Victoria's images. I have something to show you, hold on. So this is really cool. I bought this off of Victoria's website, but I'm gonna give this to my sister. It says, the things that made you weird as a kid make you great today. I can't think of wiser words to sum up what we're talking about. And that's what it comes down to, is you have to get past the way that we're raised and the things that we are taught when we are young and realize that sometimes those what we thought of as blemishes back then are what make us creative and those are what make us individuals today and that is very important so what i think this comes down to is this strange double perception and is it truth or is it perception and there's the way we perceive ourselves and there's the way that other people are perceiving the work that we do too and this is where i want to hear from you guys because this is an important conversation to have it affects anybody doing creative work not just in the art 
arts. But whether it's perceived as left-brained or right-brained, and I mentioned this before, creativity is what our culture is dependent upon moving forward. It's very important whether you're in math, medicine, the arts, science, um, whatever that is. It, it, creative solutions are always important. And I think when we are in our own heads about this, Obviously, there's a confidence that we have with ourselves, I do at least, where if I'm going to do some photographs that are in a new direction, or if you're going to do a video in a new direction, or write a song, and it's something like, it's unlike any of the work you've done before, there's something that's interesting. You believe in something that starts leading you in that way, and we fear that somebody's going to come along, call us out because it's not tried, all this other work that we know gets accepted or whatever. And it's going to kind of confuse that truth in our own heads, maybe about how we perceive ourselves. I think this is why that most established artists have a career where they really don't change their style up very much. They have something that works. And I'm not saying they're afraid. I mean, there could be a number of variables there, but I think it's just so rare to see somebody who starts broadening their range, especially later in a career. Anyway, I want to know what you guys think about this because this is very important. I think it's an interesting conversation to have. I want to talk some more about this. If you enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos. I will see you in the next one. Until then, later.